may be witnessing the beginning of an era that will mean the complete annihilation of man. Are we hot? Are yeah, we I want to press record because Sweet. we're on a timeline because Houston has to leave again. Yeah, as I was telling Caleb, I got a hard on at one scheduled right. one, or hard out, hard, hard on, direction huh? well, I mean, at one. The, the, the code, you know, the street worker code is mm. you get a certain corner of the block. Yeah, <laughs> certain times a day. I gotta go, man. You know, I gotta work it. You gotta yeah. go work it. And I, you know, I can relate to that. Well, I'm gonna jump right in. My Please northern do. friend provided some additional samples from his collection. Sweet. Will that go building. well with my uh, chocolate protein shake? Yes. Okay. Everything goes well with a chocolate protein well, shake. Well, this is true. You make a good So point. we're going to start with X. At least oh, we're doing the, the rate, rate the moonshine rate, rate game Rate the moonshine again. again. Okay. I have no idea what's what. That was me drinking my Cocoa Pebbles chocolate whey. Metamucil. He's got to get his fiber and be regular. Yes. An irregular okay. Rob is and not, not only can we go ahead and say that not only is sponsor Matt here, but but he's also going to be partaking with us. Well, he's not a sponsor today, so we don't like him nearly as much oh, as we used to. Hold no. on, there is some Kahlua that I brought. Isn't that for like grandmothers who uh, like to uh, hey, listen, in their coffee? Uh, I, I like coffee liqueur. It's good. So do a black Russian. It, don't have it. You don't give him near as much shit as you do me bringing in crap. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, until today, know, I was you know. I was reluctant until he came in with the flowered shorts on and the Kahlua. He just left now the fish, I'm fish fry. Questioning his whole entire reason for being in a room <laughs> with three other men. I was so excited when I heard there was an open seat today. Are those those are daisies on your shorts, aren't they? You know, is that daisies. I guess. Isn't is open seat? Is know. that code? Like is that? It can be. Okay. <laughs> it is, is that now. Like uh, rest area code words. Yeah. Just tap your foot three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's X you just had. It's so, pretty good. Now here comes B. Do we know, do we know what X means? X. No. He's going, he's going to give it to you. Yeah. All right. Mm, also X, good. X is nice. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that... There's a weird pineapple, aftertaste. Pineapple? Yeah, it's weird aftertaste. Pineapple? Not bad. It's a weird fruit, fruit wash on that one. I'll go ahead and start C. I've already forgot where I was because started. We had X B C. I'm going. I'm going somehow backwards in okay. random. You're listening to the sultry sounds of Metallica in the background for those people who are wondering. <laughs> As the gym rats get at it, <laughs> while we sit in the back and make a podcast. We just did chest. Well, can we fill this sipping air with some some verbiage? What are we talking about today? I have no idea. <laughs> Caleb says, no! Nain! <laughs> oh, I don't like that one at all. No, C's bad. Oh, C is... As a grade, it's... That's to clean the drains there. You tell the sponsor that C needs to be dumped out. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll clean your drains. That's about it. That's boat... Cleaner. <laughs> Clean your butt with that one. Apparently, it keeps getting worse. <laughs> this one needs to be dumped out. Uh, we too. need to turn this. <laughs> we need to turn cameras on and put this on YouTube now, so everybody can just see Caleb's facial expressions when he takes sips of moonshine. There's no more, Caleb. Calm down. There's no more. <laughs> yeah, you're done. 
That tastes like cough syrup. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not as experienced in the liquor field as that tastes like. <laughs> but like that is just gross. Cough syrup. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go X B A C in the order we took them. I, I agree. I like B. That's it was B the second one. Uh-huh. I'd go B then X and then pour the rest of them down the drain. <laughs> yeah, this the first two you can you know sell to people. The other two. Mm-mm. No. Drano. Okay. Yeah. I'll let him know. <coughs> what are we doing? Oh, this is the podcast. Where, oh, right? Did you hit record? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sure. We, um, this is the Navigating Dystopia podcast episode. Shit. What episode are we on? Eight. Pick a, eight. <laughs> uh, the guest knows. Oh, uh, eight, our eight. our yeah. guest is like, yeah, it's eight. It's uh, eight. Um, so it's episode eight. Well, and Jason, back. Jason is not with us today. He's already four drinks in at the beach. <laughs> I've been texting him, though. He misses us. I guarantee you he's four drinks in at the beach. Uh, celebrating his was it his wife's birthday, I think. Uh, celebrating his wife's birthday. And we're horrible now, friends. It, we had the- and we're terrible <laughs> friends. And uh, so Is he we'll, celebrating or just going? I think, well, it's his wife, so he's just going. He's just going. He's okay. being forced to go. That's why he's four <laughs> deep already. Yeah. <laughs> so we missed last week because have you ever seen like a, like a golden retriever sitting in the window, looking out the window, waiting for his masters to come? He says that sad, defeated look on his face. That was me last Friday. Ready no, to no, do that a was, podcast. That was me, actually. That was ready to do a podcast, and nobody showed up. So we just said, all right, screw it. And uh, Caleb so bailed, and I can't carry the show by myself, so I had to bail. Actually, you could carry the show by yourself, because uh. you know the stuff about aliens. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, we're uh, trying to catch up with some shit, and uh, so this is episode eight, after missing last week, and... Uh, there's some shit in the news. Um, let's see. First of all, I'll, I'll just say what what is what has sparked my interest, and then everybody can just go through. You know, there's some headlines, but um, as we already knew, as we already knew, they, they the COVID survival rate was officially released by the CDC, and um, and I'm sure everybody's seen this. But just to reiterate, uh, and this kind of goes in with uh, you know we woke up this morning and found out that uh, President Trump and Melania. The lovely and talented Melania Trump has uh, both have the scary flu, mm-hmm. so they both have the flu. And uh, of course, the tolerant hard left is all wanting them to die, mm. you know, because yep. that's that's what you do, uh, because that's being tolerant. And you know, for a group that wants him to denounce hate, mm-hmm. um, even though he's already done that on record at least a half a dozen times, they're going to go ahead and wish death upon him now. I think it goes without saying that as much as we think Joe Biden is terrifying at every level to be leading the, the free world, if the guy got ill and if, if he got something that was actually serious, mm-hmm. not this silly, scary flu, mm-hmm. none of us would want the freaking poor man to no. die. In no. fact, I almost feel sorry, even though he's an evil bastard. I think he needs to go in the hospital I now. I feel sorry for him because of his damn dementia. Yeah. You know, he should be resting in a home. With his family around him being taken care of. With all his cabinets labeled where the food is in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and the refrigerator so he doesn't forget. Yes. But with that said, the, the here's the thing. And how the Kens and the Karens don't just say, oh, well, never mind then. And just mm. own up that they were fucking wrong. If you're between 0 and 19, you have a 99.997% survival rate. Mm-hmm. If you're between 20 and 49, you have a 99.98% survival rate. 
if you're between 50 and 69, you have a 99.5% survival rate. Oh, shit. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. You're in big trouble. Be careful. Um, wear a mask. Yes. Uh, even though that does nothing either. I and if you're 70 plus, you have a 94.6% uh, survival rate. So, but the thing with that is, which is also interesting, and uh, I'm trying to pull up more uh, numbers here, to take it in, in kind of a different direction, something you also need, I think you need to look at this because everybody's talking about this, like this horrific pandemic. And you would think just the bodies are lining up on the streets. Mm. And, you know, my question is, where are they putting all the bodies during this Black Plague pandemic? Do they get that, like, conveyor belt thing, like on Schindler's List, so they're just dropping the bodies into the fire pit, and we're just burning them away? Or is... No, I'm going more of uh, Soylent Green. Okay. Soylent what... Green's people, you know, but they're eating them. If you look at the total annual deaths in the United States, in 2018, there were um, the death rate, just the mortality rate, was 2,839,205. In 2019, it was 2,855,000 even. And so far through September the 24th in 2020, it's 2,033,736. So 2020's overall death rate, that's overall mortality rate, is on pace to be less than 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but yet the total mortality rate for this year is, is on pace to be better mm-hmm. than the previous last two years. Mm-hmm. These statistics that I just quoted by themselves make any mask wearing, you know, you know, believing Ken and Karen, it's time to take the damn thing off. Admit, okay, they tricked me. You know, they, they, they tricked us all. Mm. Call it the election flu, call it whatever you want to call it, but you were fucking wrong. Sorry. It's nothing to be feared. Now, I'm noticing as I go around town, just doing my thing without my mask, I'm seeing about 50% mask now, whereas two weeks ago it was 85, 90%. So I think people are just finally, I've had enough. Now, you're still going to get the hardcore that's going to stick to it and probably wear a mask even when they're told there's absolutely no reason to wear one. You're going to sure. get that carryover. Sure. But it's it feels like everybody's just, we're, I'm done. I just don't feel like dealing with it anymore. Yep. You know? And I just don't get it. I mean, you know, if everybody just said, okay, enough of this bullshit. There's been far more tragedy in this country due to suicide through financial hardship, business closing. That's the number I want to know. And I'm sure it's readily available. So what is the suicide rate during 2020? So what, what is your chance of dying of suicide related to what we've been going through. So what's that number look like? I'll bet it's staggering. Yeah, it's uh, gotta be. I'll bet it's glaring. Well, another statistic, if you want to go one more step further, Mm. um, they did did a poll where they asked Americans, and I don't know who did the poll, I'll be honest. I I was thinking it was Forbes, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. But they did a poll and they asked so many people, um, just off the top of your head, how many people do you think percentage-wise has had COVID-19? And then how many do you think have died from it? The consensus average answer of all the people questioned was, their answer was they said 20% of Americans have had it, and they would guess that 9% of Americans have died from it. That was the, that mm-hmm. was the average answer. Mm-hmm. You know what the reality is? Wow. 1% of Americans have had it, 
and 0.04% of Americans of that 1% of that 1% yeah. have died from it. Yeah. Wow. That won't even show up on a pie chart. That sliver in the pie chart now, in the same would period, show up. Yeah, in the same period of time, how many not trying to get racist, but how many black on black deaths have there been? You're not allowed to talk about that. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I just got to pose the question. You know, You're so a racist. Somebody can look that up. You know. You're a racist. Yeah, I, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll even argue that... Racist. Bigot. Uh, misogynist. Uh, ra- racist. You're, just racist. Okay. okay. <laughs> just, just shut your mouth. You're a racist. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I would even go as far as to say that everyone is racist about something with mm-hmm. someone. You can't be human without having some sort of judgment component in you because at a genetic level we survive because we judge and profile and look at our surroundings and determine danger not danger whether that's been environmentally conditioned mm-hmm. or taught however you want to phrase it we're all i'll be the first to say yes i'm racist can i give you my I take can't on stand that canadians let me tell you what i learned canadians this is I what, hate them. This is what I learned about myself living in a shitty part of New York City when mm-hmm. I was 18 and 19 years old. Living in the New York City underbelly, playing in a metal band. <coughs> living in literal mm-hmm. squalor. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when dumbass me, even at that age, realized that we're not racist for the most part. Now, there's those fringe, bizarro fuckwads mm-hmm. that, that are, and they should just be shot. But I would say the overwhelming majority of people are not racist. They're culturalists. Meaning, if I would walk through a really shitty part of New York, I was scared for mm-hmm. my life because everyone told me that's a really dangerous, shitty part of New York. And if a black man came out from the shadows or if a group of them came walking down the street, I was scared for my life mm-hmm. because... I had been culturally conditioned, conditioned yes. that I was in a dangerous part of New York City. And here's this kid from Florida, you know, mm-hmm. at that time, yep. you know, a small town in Florida. And here I am in New York City. Now, if I would have been in, you know, the, the wealthy side of Manhattan and four, you know, African-Americans were walking towards me in freaking Tommy Hilfiger shirts and, you know, fresh creased freaking chinos, I'd have been the scary one. Because mm-hmm. I had long hair and wore blue mm-hmm. jeans and freaking band yeah. shirts. I'd be the scary guy. They'd be afraid of me. Mm-hmm. Now, if I walked through another bad neighbor. Now, this is New York City. So there was a neighborhood that you walked through that you were told don't walk through there because mm-hmm. it was mostly Hispanic. But we were told it was a dangerous part. That little burb was very dangerous. Yeah. There was The scariest place that we were told not to go to in New York City was this place that was dominated by white you know, lower class sort of militant punk rock skinheads, mm-hmm. 98% white Caucasian it wasn't because they were white. Wasn't because they were black. Wasn't because they were, you know, Hispanics because we were told that that shitty part of town was violent. And those people were, would kill you and take your money. Mm-hmm. This is not about race. It's about culturalism, you know, and, and this is going to sound, somebody's might going to call me out and call me a racist just for saying this, but I've mm. got to paint a picture. And, I don't, and on this podcast medium, I don't give a shit. This is, yeah. this is our way of venting a little bit and, and talking some reality. And I don't care how you want to spin this, but if your child, let's say you have a daughter, if she brings home, you know, just because this is audio, we're mm. all, we're all Caucasian here in case you didn't know. 
if uh, your daughter brings home an African-American boyfriend, mm-hmm. says, this is the love of my life, this mm-hmm. is the one, and he is respectful, he's you know, well-spoken, he's polite, he's a gentleman, you can tell he's got good character, he's dressed well. Now, I, now I know some people would still be against it, mm-hmm. and fuck those people, mm-hmm. grow up. Yep. Me, personally, I wouldn't give a shit. I would embrace it, but if Thuggy G walks in, with his pants around his ankles, you know, and is acting all freaking gangster, hip hop, badass, foul mouth, dickhead. I'd beat his ass and tell him to get away from my daughter. But I would even say then it has nothing. A, a, white, nothing. a white boy could walk in acting like that. That was my point. If a it white kid matter. comes in, yeah. and that was going to be the next thing, pick a race. Yeah. If he's a respectable it's guy, attitude and all that. Don't well, care. Like at high school, dated to to, and I'm 53, and at the time we called them black people. God forbid. I dated two different black girls at two different times, junior, senior year of high school. It didn't go anywhere, but it was one of those where opportunities here. I'm 17, 18 years old. Yeah, let's see what this is like. My parents, now my dad was, he was fairly disengaged from us as kids, but my mom pulled me aside and she's like, I'm not against this. I don't really care. And her whole, whole, whole argument wasn't even that, it's more of just a commentary, was. If you want to date somebody out of your race, I don't care what the race is, just be prepared for the backlash. Yeah. If you can deal with the backlash, go be happy. Don't care. Now, in our house, I've got a six-year-old daughter and a a 16-year-old daughter. And Sid and I have had that conversation of, what do we do? Because we've got relatives whose kids are considerably older and are, and they have brought home, you know, different race boyfriends, et cetera. And the household freaks out, but the kids still stick with them and go, eh, I'm sorry, we're, this is who I'm dating. You get over it, Dad. Well, in our house, we're like, we got two rules. Whoever you're dating, you will treat them with respect, and they will treat you with respect, or I will have a problem. Mm-hmm. I could not care less about skin color, eye shape, height. Who cares? It does not matter a bit. If you love each other and you treat each other the right way. It's all that matters doesn't matter to me do you know anybody that you that you are around regularly in in your social circles that is some far uber crazy ass racist prick white supremacist i don't know anybody like that no and if i did i'd be like okay this guy is toxic i'd have to very deliberately go look for that and even then i mean i can think of a couple of diners i could go to in the middle of nowhere where if a, if a black guy walked in there, he's going to get the stink eye pretty bad. Is anybody going to confront him or anything? No. Are Just like be, if we walked into, yeah, a, you know, yeah. they'd look at us and then they might you, find out very quickly, oh, he's cool. Yeah, what are you doing here? That's I just mean, the way but, it yeah, works. I'm sorry. Yes. Everybody just understand that this is the way it works and but let's all get along. I would, I would even argue we're sitting in the gym right now. If I walked into somebody else's gym and it's full of whoever, you know, envision whoever, they're still going to look at me like, you're not in my tribe. What are mm-hmm. you doing walking in my yeah, my? It's a my cultural camp? thing. Yeah, totally that. It, okay, now that we've relevant. wasted 30 minutes of the Robin Houston show. Is that the warm-up? I think uh, let's... let's. Caleb, could you keep your mouth shut? We made my fun God of Matt's man. shorts and his choice in beverages today, but uh, let's welcome our special guest. Still not really sure why you're here or why you would want to be. Do you have but a flight today? No flights today. No flight today. Welcome, Matt, to not just being a sponsor, which sponsor just means it gives us booze. Um, but you're hanging out with us today. Do you have any opinions on what we just talked about? You know, we talked about the COVID death rate, the Karens, the masks, all the horse shit. I think people's done with it. We talked about 
you know, the everybody, you know, starting with the debate, it all went back to racism and Trump won't denounce white supremacists, which he has. I mean, it's yeah. all over well, the place. I mean, a freaking moron would yeah. find it. What, any, any input on it? Now, before stuff? you answer that, I've got to put a lot of pressure on you. I think this is an audition opportunity. Jason's not here. Are if we you, firing? Is if, we kicking him you, out of the band? If you, you're, this is your casting couch moment. <laughs> if you are really bringing your so a get game, them flowered shorts <laughs> off, son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you really perform well today, Jason might just be having a birthday party with his wife every week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think it's interesting how the left always brings race or something like that to the to the fight, and it's like no one wants to confront their lies. You know, it's it's obvious so many times, like Rob was saying, that uh, Trump has denounced that. And it's just their go to thing. And it's like, how do you fight back? How do you how do you fight against that? Yeah. I mean, did you see if I wasn't married, she would be my next wife, no matter what it took. Kylie, the press secretary. Mm. Um, I think my wife's more in love with her than I am. Mm. Yeah. Um, Did you see her response? There was a reporter that was like, has Trump denounced? She's like, yeah. Let me give, she gave him all these quotes from all these yeah. events. Yeah. And he's like, no, I didn't ask for quotes. I want to know if he has recently denounced it. She's like, yeah, here's all the quotes. The I'll proof. email them to you if we want me. No, yeah. those are just quotes. He's, he's the one that quoted them. Yeah. Why would you have to say it again? This is what he after said. After he's yeah. been on, now it'd be one thing if she was reading quotes from somebody else, mm-hmm. she's reading direct quotes that the president has given yeah. in public on record denouncing white supremacy, yeah. racism, and the reporter wouldn't this, shut his mouth. And finally, in, in her badass fashion, she's like basically said, shut up, go fuck yourself and go to the next question. Yeah, yeah. this is not hearsay. Yeah, it's this not is not somebody say. saying they heard him say this. Oh my God! Yeah. So, but you it's, know. it's the it's it's all the distraction, delusion, delusion. Look over here. Don't look at the real issues, etc. Right. Yeah. So and because I know Caleb's got a little bit, I think, about this. You know, we 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 missed last week, and when that R- was the height of the RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, yeah. a couple of things. She's an evil bitch. Now, do I pour some out on the ground for our homies right now? Yeah. I think, she, I think that's how that okay. works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She was an evil bitch. I'm yeah. sorry. She was. She yeah. had some radical, crazy-ass views. Didn't wish her dead. Didn't wish her dead. Huh. But she is a crazy, radical bitch. And I think as a country, provided someone goes in there who's not a crazy, radical, you know, far-left mm-hmm. activist judge, we will be better off. Sorry, we will. It's facts are facts. Yeah. But, you know, she's out and, uh, you know, uh, Caleb had some thoughts that I'm going to him to share with that in a second. Maybe these two can kind of play off of it because it's, it's more. It, it, is it biblical based? Uh, yeah. Okay. It, it um, is, is she with Jesus? Now, here, here's the only thing I'm going to say about that. There's really not much to say. The whole situation is what it is. But I just want to say one thing, because the big debate with uh, RBG is, you know, obviously the Republicans and Trump want to get a new nominee in there. And the nominee has been named uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And so the left is like, oh, um, it would be it wouldn't be right to name a successor just two months out from the election. okay? and then the Republicans are it's our duty to put somebody in there. That's our it's the president's constitutional duty. The insanity of this argument is this. 
any president, I don't care if you're left, right, Democrat, Republican, whatever, of course you're going to try to get your guy or your girl in there. Mm -hmm. If Obama was currently the sitting president and the same situation happened, as much as I'd be like, well, shit, you know, he's going to just put some far left activist judge in Mm -hmm. there. I'm not going to assume or demand that he not do his job. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, okay, we lost this round. Of course they're going to do it. That's what I would do. I mean, Trump is just doing what anybody else would do. If you were the president and you, you know, a a Supreme Court justice died and you saw an opportunity, if your views leaned more conservative and more constitutional Mm -hmm. rather than activist, liberal, wouldn't you be scrambling to get somebody in there as quickly as you? Of course you would. You're doing your job at that point. You're just doing your job. And it's an appointed position, not an elected position. Exactly. So it's not like we take a poll of the country and say, who do you put in? Yeah. And this whole... So you whoever's know, in charge of appointing this person appoints this person. The, the, the entire argument at all is bullshit. So mm-hmm. anybody on the left should have been like, well, sh- what shitty timing? Uh, well, Obama had the same thing happen. Same his, thing happened. Yeah, exactly the same. same and we've same got quotes happened. of him saying, no, I'm going to do my job. He's going to do his job. I'm sorry. It's a quote, though. We can't use quotes, right? Yeah, you're not allowed. It didn't really happen. God, not unless he comes back and says it again do in I, person. Now, do I have somebody who heard him say that? Doesn't. No. Do, no, no okay. We have to no, hear him say it again. Okay. Recently. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it could have changed. Yeah. yeah, Trump could have denounced white supremacy over and over and over again, but he might have changed you, his mind. You hear what you want to hear. Now, I've dealt with a lot of narcissists in my 53 years on this planet, I guess, or whether it's flat, round, who cares. The left to me feels every day more and more narcissistic. Oh, yeah. And the only way I've found to deal consistently with a narcissist is to gray rock them. It's just like we had a, our friend we were talking about this morning who's getting attacked by this freak person mm-hmm. you know, next door. And he's like, should I respond to this? It's like, well, you can't rationalize crazy. No, you, you can't, can't argue with crazy. I told you her the same get, thing. You I get said, crazy on ignore you. Ignore it. Yeah, you, you just got to ignore it walk away. And, and, and she said, well, maybe I should put something. And I'll say, and I told her to say, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. End. End. Don't participate. And that's yeah. it. Because getting into an altercation is exactly what she wants. Yes. They love the conflict because mm-hmm. they think it's proving their point. And if they get you angry, then and they'll I'm, use quotes against you. And, and righteous. They'll say things. And yeah. they're, they're, they're the righteous, you know, you know, better than, holier than thou, better than you. And, you know, the whole mentality of the, the upper left is that, you know, we're, we know more than you do. We know how to handle your money better than you. We, mm-hmm. we need to make the decisions because you mindless serfs can't manage your own lives and oh, we're here to rescue crap. you oh crap i just remembered something we were introducing caleb and started on the robin houston show again <laughs> yeah well that was enough for him oh, okay yeah <laughs> did you, <laughs> you say you anything to, i totally missed it if you did something. so anyway caleb you had you alluded to some insight regarding the ruth Bader ginsburg Death and now the vacancy in the Supreme Court. What can you expand on that? Right. Yeah. So when it, I remember when it happened. I texted you guys. I was in Concord at a men's, men's conference there. At, at, a a men's, men's at a men's conference. Right. No, it was a, it was a conference. Men's though, conference was, is now I think code for rest area. I think so. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. It, it was being it was being uh, hosted by Scott Volk and um, he's a very prominent kind of leader I was in about the. To say, messianic, why do I know that name? Yeah, he's a, he's a prominent uh, messianic Jewish kind of minister, and so he his heart is to. Um, Wait, you got some Jews and some Baptists together? You trying to create a fire? <laughs> I don't think Baptists would like this guy too. That's like, that's like religious thermite. <laughs> but uh, 
he he de- holds this conference with Dr. Michael Brown, a few other guys like that, and uh, it was called the Restoration Conference. And the, pretty much the purpose of it was they, they were hosting it um, right at the end of the Jewish New Year. So the first night of the conference was the last day. It was the eve of, of the New Year. And so the next day would begin on uh, Rosh Hashanah. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and that night of the last day of the Jewish New Year, which would have been the biblical calendar, was the night that Ginsburg died. Okay. And that was significant because a lot of modern prophecy does that. There's been some prophecy going around in, in circles that at the end of the biblical calendar, there's going to be a shift happening in America. And a lot of people took that as the sign of the shift that was coming was her death. And so that to some fulfilled prophecy that was made that by the end of the biblical calendar a shift would come and so the next day began like i said rosh hashanah which is a 10-day fasting period and all the way up to uh on the 10th day it's called yom kippur and to the jews that's like the holiest um day kind of thing of like fasting and it's where it's a day of repentance for all the sins of the previous year that you're bringing to the lord and repenting for everything that you had done before so other people were connecting her, even her death with the repentance of the things that she had had done in the past whether that's you know the abortion law she put into act and different things and so you know there was it, it was a really big deal spiritually her, her death was as far as fulfilling prophecy and really being a sign of when you have somebody major like that dying government on a date that's like that I don't just see that as coincidence. I see that as, man, maybe that is a new start to mm. to something. You're having the old passing away and a new something coming mm. back in. So, and that's what the Jewish New Year is always about. It's this getting rid of everything that was old, coming into the, the newness that God has for you that, that year, right? So, it was just interesting that that's when it happened on. So, people can say that's coincidence or whatever, but I would like to think that that's, you know, Sure. Was God's it, timeline on things. I mean, what are so the odds? You know? Foretold in the Mayan calendar or anything? No, it, you know, something not, to do with that cube on Jupiter. Not, so. not really foretold in the in the Mayan calendar or anything like that. I don't, I don't know about any of that nonsense. Was but, there a uh, seven involved? Uh, there, no. there, there is a number seven involved in all this, actually. That's oh, why, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, because the um, seven precedes eight, and eight in Jewish numerology means to start again. New fresh. beginnings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and the so. number of seven is completion. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's a cycle. And that's why See, there's... Houston, I'm trying to get to the point where we can just drink and listen. And they can... <laughs> You've met me. When can I shut up? <laughs> True. Her, right. re- her replacement. I, I just sit in the corner and suck my thumb and drink yeah, yeah. whiskey. <laughs> her replacement, Amy uh, Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, let me just give you the rundown, then I'll let you take back over. Uh, she's a religious conservative. She is unapologetically pro-life. She's a hardcore constitutionalist. She's a married mother of seven. Two adopted African American children. That's, How dare her? That is racist. That is racist. And one special needs child. Mm. Um, how are they going to? How can she hold ter- her job down with all those kids around? Right, right. That's that's not a new age woman. They're going to yeah. say that she hates black people. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, no, they'll mm. never say that. Mm. You know, and they they can't bring out somebody to say that you know she sexually molested them or harassed them. Because if they do, that'll just get weird. I mean, how 
Now, they already have a tactor, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. I mean, she's a fantastic pick. You know, this mm-hmm. is well thought out because what can you say against this? But woman? one of the major attacks has only been her pro life stance. That's all they got. That's all they have. That's all they got. <laughs> is the pro-life stance. But so. th- somebody did come out, and I forget who he was. He was one of these, you know, crazy leftist black, they call themselves Reverend, mm. like Reverend Al Sharp, like that makes mm. him better, mm. or Reverend Jesse Jackson, mm-hmm. these charlatans, saying something to the effect of her having black children was racist. Mm-hmm. How I have no idea. I just read the headline and I, I couldn't well, read anymore. Well, early on, on, that was one of the initial volleys of attack to see if it caught traction. It didn't catch traction, mm-hmm. so they had to let it go. Yeah. Oh, and man, I, I forgot. But important fact: if you don't know, Ginsburg was also a Jew herself. Right. right. So right. The, yeah, just throwing that out there because I know that I texted some people before about it, and they were like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh yeah," and she was a Jew, and they're like, "Oh, well, that just made it even more interesting." Rob, what's your middle name? Josephus. <sighs> So what it, it, does it start with a B? That'll be so good because that'll be the same initials. There's so nope. many connections. Nope. Can, 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 we, can we change it to Bob? I wish it was Bob. <laughs> so yeah, so the pro-life thing is really all they. I mean, that's all I've seen them really attacking her on. That's the only argument that other people are actually getting behind and like, oh yeah, well you know. I mean, what, RGB was. How can you be any kind of a human being? And actively attack. I mean, I, I guess go, who was the Kavanaugh they went after? I guess they think, mm-hmm. you know, he's a man. He can take it. You know, you're the one that's in this position. Good luck. We're coming after you. Yeah. I mean. You're attacking my mom now. Right. It's what how it feels could somebody, like. I don't care how politically left-leaning you are and how serious you are about pushing your horrific cause. How can you sleep at night? Could you imagine that room when, when the announcement comes in? They're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah, this is ah, we're hey, gonna look like shit. And we're gonna funny, spin this one. Yeah. And what's funny is even the arguments that most people make towards pro-life things, like, well, he's a man, so he wouldn't understand. She's a female, She's a female. Yeah. and then who's not only given birth but also adopted and has one special needs. Right. And, and if I'm so, not you mistaken, can't say, well, well, what if we find out before it's born that it's going to be. Yeah, mentally handicapped or whatever, mm-hmm. she'd be like, "Well, I'm raising one, and he's fantastic." Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. and that was the other thing is that even if I'm not mistaken. One of the ones that she adopted was from a, a woman who wanted to abort, and she said, "Don't abort your child. I'll take it." The mm. only way this could get any better is if she were black. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, three black wheelchair veteran. <laughs> could you imagine that? Perfect things don't exist. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. that's that's the unicorn we're looking that's for. That's the unicorn right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt has got an. He, he's either reading a book or he. For some bizarre He just started Little House on the Prairie while we were doing <laughs> yeah. our podcast. Uh, apparently, he's got an iPad with notes for some bizarre-ass reason. And uh, do you got anything you want to add to this? Well, we were talking about the number of seven. And um, there was a few things that I remember that that was in her life about. But one thing was that, obviously, she had seven children. And she was uh, the justice for the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals in California. So there's a couple of plays on seven uh, from Amy Con- Conan or Coney Barrett, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's replacement. So, you know, the Bible says that God raises up rules and he puts them down. He raises kingdoms and he throws them down. And I don't think that it's a coincidence. I think that uh, I think that God's going to be cleaning house here shortly. 
Yep. Uh, there's been a lot of prophetic uh, words out. I'm sure you have heard uh, it's Coverstone, Pastor Coverstone. Have you seen his stuff, Caleb? Yeah, I have seen some of his stuff. And yeah. Did you hear uh, Kent Christmas's uh, prophecy last weekend? I don't believe I have. Do you know no. him? Uh, I know the name. I just don't know like him personally. No. Yeah. So really respected man of God. And uh, when I was listening to Dana Cover, uh, Coverstone's prophecies, it kind of was stirring up a little fear, mm-hmm. you know, like, God, there's all this destruction coming. But Brother Kent Christmas came in at this Restore America conference in D.C. last week, mm-hmm. and he had a word from the Lord about how um, the, 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 max, the mask that the uh, liberals have been putting on Christians, God is going to put on them. The, the muzzle that, mm. that the, the world has put on Christians, God is going to put back on the world and they're going to be silenced. And that all of these, uh, the, the sports weren't going to come back. The movie theaters were going to stay closed because God is going to do a new thing. And I believe it. When you put those two things together, uh, Coverstone's prophecies with Brother Kent Christmases, it kind of makes sense. You see the big picture. And a lot of times in the prophetic, you do have to see a big picture, right? You have someone right. that says this, another person says this, and you kind of put the puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that God's doing something, man. I think that the judgment of God is coming and that God's going to reveal some things. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about, or you guys talked about how uh, Justice Roberts, you know, was seen on Epstein Island. I'm like, great. Let everything be judged, not just Let's the just left. Drag, Everyone, drag so them all into it. Drag it into the light. Turn the lights Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll have no problem right. condemning that man just as well as yeah. I would the next. And I, you know, it's just no matter who it is. I mean, if I've done something wrong, matter. point it out to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I just it's it's an exciting time for me mm-hmm. because we get to live in this, you know. And I see uh, scriptures coming uh, being fulfilled, and I think there's an exciting time. The Bible talks about how the glory of God will be in the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, that means that the glory of God yeah. will, will be here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not living in a very glorious time, but when God brings judgment and he reveals things and then sets things back right, man, that's what a glorious time to live in. Can you mm-hmm. imagine living in a time where the righteous rule and even, really rule? And even with mm-hmm. that, you've got to go through a, a process of purification. Sure. You have certain things burn off, yeah. which can be painful. Oh, it'll be painful. Now, I did, as you were going back and forth with Caleb, uh, naming these names, I'm totally out of the loop on these names, business opportunity. Trading cards. Trading cards. Prophetic <laughs> trading cards. It's already been done. We've got <laughs> if you can so think it's of like it, it's Magic been done. the Gathering. I'll see your I've got the I've, I've got the Ricky Shambot card. Seen no. the, the, the trading card game from ninety three that predicted nine eleven that predicted No, I mean I mean for prophetic religious you know, He's talking yeah, about yeah. with like actual your, like religious your prof- figures. Your prophetic on the card. rookie card. <laughs> okay. Here's my devil's advocate. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, see what I did there? Now, here's the thing that I have so many highs and lows mm. right now, especially so close to the election. We, I, I, I get to the point where, oh, man, so many good things are lining up. You know, Hillary's court date, you know, September mm-hmm. the 9th. All these things that we're talking about, all these, you were talking about, oh, there's all these sealed indictments and all this and great awakening and all this evil and human trafficking rings are being exposed. I'm thinking, okay, this is all building and building and, you know, finally, you know, we're going to have the season of good, you know, triumphing over evil. And then the Hillary court date gets kind of pushed under the rug and it gets changed and she's out on, and then we learned, we all thought that, oh, maybe Ellen is, you know, on house arrest and maybe Tom Hanks is in prison. And then we find out. You know, she's out, you know, doing her thing, and Tom Hanks is in freaking Greece, Switzerland, wherever the hell he is, and Jimmy Kimmel's hoping, hosting the damn freaking. I'm like, what is it? And now I'm thinking, we're inside. We're two months away from an election, and everything that Matt just said, and everything we're just talking about, 
what if we wake up on November the 4th and Biden easily swept it? He's the new, you know, excuse me, supposed president-elect. Is it just we were wrong and we're just done? Because you know that shit ain't going to happen under a Joe Biden Koala Harris. No. So is it just, oh, it was too early? Or is it just like, you know what? In this realm, in this fallen world, evil does triumph. Mm -hmm. And we were just pie-eyed about this whole thing. And we're not going to get our due. Like the Southern Baptists say, it's never going to get good for us until we finally are taken up to meet to to our creator. So I'm like caught in this conflict constantly of like, oh, good things are happening. Uh, No, now I'm just now I'm stuck in this thing where, you know, this whole QAnon movement and all these people that are trying to bring good and justice and, you know, save children. And and Trump Mm -hmm. is doing this and he's doing these little symbols on his speeches and all these things and all these things are going to happen. And then the next day you wake up and it seems like, okay, none of it is happening. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is a psyop. The right, whole thing so, is a smokescreen distraction, so to take and it, evil is just getting stronger. Yeah, so to take it back to a Caleb conversation, is that a trial of faith? So let me, after hearing all that, I think I have some things that I could throw on that too where, so. But, but no, can, can, you, can you have faith in in the human being though to change it? Or no, no. It doesn't, no you're it, never it, supposed it cha- to doesn't have change my faith. It doesn't change my faith in my creator, but it does change my faith in in the I world can, that we're living in here. And you know, may, there's been times in my faith, not where I've lost my faith, but I've thought to myself, and it's very simplistic. Where, you know, what maybe we are just living in a realm where we are fallen. God, we are separated from God to some degree. We are left down here in this evil world to sort it out, and it's never really going to get good for us the, until we're called home. Yeah, the challenge I think we're running into with what you're describing, and I see people doing this every day, confusing hope with faith. They're two completely different things. And hope for me is evil. I don't like hope because hope is setting up a, a storyline in my mind and set an expectation, and if this doesn't happen, oh, might as well just go shoot myself. In no, the I don't head. believe in. I'm, I don't hope that I'm going to win my competition next mm-hmm. year. I'm going to work my ass off, mm-hmm. and uh, with my own devices, I'm going to go win. And if mm-hmm. I don't, then I'll know I just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. But I don't hope, and then hope, and think that's going to oh, make sure, things magically sure. happen. I don't hope with. Yeah, I hope that none of my kids are going to get run over by a bus or, or abducted. Yeah. But at the same time, hope's not going to protect them. So I've got to take steps at home to make sure that I have created an environment, so it's the least likely scenario that yeah. my 13 year old gets abducted. Yeah. So, for me, I have to keep them separate. So I have to look at as. I have to look at it as a, a like future, present, and past tense. So hope for me is future tense. I hope the future is better for my children. I have faith today that I can do something to contribute to helping that hope be realized. And then I have belief in the past. So if I look back at, okay, I believe what I've been doing is the right thing to enable my faith to demonstrate my faith in order to have a positive influence on the hope for the future. And that's how I have to keep it separate in my mind because it's very easy for me to shift into being very hope centric, which is just a quick way to I admit mean, Pandora's box. Hope was the yeah. last thing to come out of Pandora's box. It's sometimes a curse. And what, what were you going to say in my, in response yeah, to what I was saying? I, I was just saying, so, I mean, 
I, I immediately think of the words of Paul when, you know, God, your ways aren't my ways. And, and when he says, right now, I see everything like seeing it through a glass and, and I don't see it clearly. And he says, but one day I, I will see it and I'll be known as I'm known, he says. And, and I think that that's where we are, where you're talking about this constant state of our mortality and who we are. We're constantly in a state of seeing through glass where we only see in part and God sees everything comprehensively. And so because we only see in part, we, we're like, God, how is that justice? How is what you're doing? How is that right? How is And he's like, shut up. <laughs> I see everything comprehensively. You can only see this little piece of what you're in right now. You're and, in a bubble with a small window. <laughs> right. And, and what you think is justice is what you've conceived to be justice when I myself am the embodiment of justice and righteousness and truth. Okay. And so Don't what, judge what we me have to God. right what we have to understand is that when when he says that he has everything in control, it's not that just because it's his creation, just because it's it's because he's so far outside seeing everything that when we're seeing this one part and saying, God Joe Biden just won, what the heck? You know, like okay, I thought what, I saw I thought all this good stuff was going to happen. What are you gonna think though? The, the, what are you going to think if if on November the 9th, Joe Biden's the president, the Hillary case got thrown out of court, the laptop has been taken out of evidence by a judge, Obamagate gets thrown out of court, Ju- General Flynn, his, you know, imprisonment gets upheld. All these things that we're hoping, putting our faith and hope on, that once they evolve that's going to sort of be the, the the change that we're all we've been hoping for ever since all this started earlier this year mm-hmm. what if it all just literally goes away i mean goes away then what there everything that we've been talking about in every episode up to this point becomes null and void we could literally tell people don't listen to anything before episode 12 because none of it mm-hmm. came to light not a single damn thing. Right. Well, I mean, I think that you, I mean, number one, I think that things did come to light. I think that things weren't act, haven't been acted upon to an extent maybe they, of like. Maybe we got a glimpse, but then the evil and, and the, the brainwashed masses were able to, you know, squash it again and sweep it back under the rug and the blind, you know, fluoride ridden freaking dead brains of this world just took over when you know oh i'm i'm gonna go even more paranoid that ties in with what you're saying so would we all agree that we are in a war where it's conquer and divide and conquer yeah, yeah is that a, okay so now let's take that concept and say all right the left is going to say this which is going to cause us the, the, at least the people in this room, from what I can tell, to separate from the left. That's a divide that creates a conquer or a, a better opportunity to conquer. So if the less left's na- narrative is all this craziness that we're hearing and going, oh my God, you got to be insane. But they're looking at us going, oh my God, you got to be insane. Is it possible that all this Q stuff, all this, you know, Trump stuff, pick anything that we've talked in Nasira, just or any of that? And that's all fabricated as well, just to create more d- division. And that's yeah, what I'm thinking about every morning. Yeah, yeah, that, that, and yeah I'm that's like losing hope and but that's where losing you faith, lose and, hope, but don't lose faith. So, where's apart from my salvation, 
mm-hmm. where is faith going to take me in terms of the next 30 years of my, my life my, knowing that all is lost my six-year-old's bible verse this week was don't pay attention to what's happening on earth. Keep your eyes on heaven. Well, that's hard to do. If, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 right. when it, you're it, sitting it, like ten yeah. years from now, we could be living in a communist country. Yeah, yeah. but you still have to. But that, but it could the, be the Handmaid's Tale here in it, just a few it could, years. But you still have to have faith that God's in control and and is in charge of His it, plan. And, and, and the thing like. is, is that yeah, that is a hard thing to tell somebody to say that God is in control. And somebody be like. Well, man, look at look at the things that are going on around. Man, I'm sure once again they were saying the exact same things when the world wars were happening. Mm-hmm. How is God in control when, however many millions of Jews yep. just got killed, and uh, even more so other people and things? And it's the Nazis are taking over all kinds of crap. And you're saying God's in control. I, I mean, it's just again, I'm going back on to Rob's thing of it is the human sin nature that we have that causes up to rise up and do these horrible things then sometimes there are times of peace and those don't happen and the whole time it's like this roller coaster of life right yeah and we get this mistake of thinking because there's a roller coaster that we're on that there isn't someone who is outside of the roller coaster and not on it at all Mm-hmm. We think that God is on the roller coaster with us at times he's not in the and that he's car. going up and down when right. that's not even a thing. <laughs> Where right. He's literally watching us on the roller coaster like, all right. Here's, but, he, but he's here's, not necessarily over there pulling a lever, making it go faster. He's just like, this is the ride you're on. No, I, most, most of the time it was us who pulled the yeah. lever yeah. It, because he allows us to pull that mm-hmm. lever. And then when he's on the roller coaster, <laughs> we're on this roller coaster of life is going up and down. And it's. Man, I, I've lost hope that this this thing's ever going to end. But at the same time, again, with the you can't lose faith. Though there's somebody who's bigger than the yeah. roller coaster. And I would even <laughs> say to extend that metaphor, if you go to Six Flags and you get on a roller coaster, your life is actually you're on every ride at Six Flags at the same time. So there's certain th- there's certain threads of your day that mm-hmm. are they're fine. There's other ones that are like, oh shit, get me off this thing, right. and everything in the middle. Right. You're not riding one ride at a time. Right. Your marriage may be great, but you're arguing with your 13 year old. Mm-hmm. You know, work may be, but home life's wonderful. It's all of that. And so, how do right. you step back and, and just go enjoy that? And the I'm thing here is, that is that I think a lot of people, when they accept, like, especially when they become Christians or different things, they assume that okay, I'm Christian now, so that means that God should be taking care of everything for me and, and that my forever. life, yeah, I'm, yeah, a, I'm living yeah. a perfect, happy life now and it's all, you know, rainbows, butterflies, and whatever. And I get a free car. And I'm like, Jesus literally only promised persecution right. <laughs> <laughs> and hard times <laughs> and then he promised eternal life. I'm like, those are like some promises. I thought I was getting a mansion. Jesus, Jesus mansion? never said it's going to be a fun time being yeah. a Christian. Instead, he's, in fact, he said the world's going to hate you because yeah. they hated me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I have to understand that when I'm feeling all these things and whenever everything, that's where my faith comes in is when Jesus already promised me. He never told me I was going to have the best time here on earth. He just mm-hmm. said, hey, they're going to hate you like they hated me, but I'm going to be with you through it. Just know that I'm giving you the Holy Spirit and I mm-hmm. haven't left you in it. And so... Um, By the way, counted all joy also. Counted all joy, right. It's a, man, one of the craziest things about Jesus, I was just, re- in, when I was in the Bible just yesterday, man, one of my favorite stories is it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. Like the joy it was for him to give his life for everybody. And in that same way, we are given that joy in through the Holy Spirit, which is what he promises. That's the peace beyond understanding that he promises us. He says, when you have the Holy Spirit, you now have access to, 
to a peace beyond understanding and an everlasting joy. That so uh, the same joy that let Jesus be wrongly, you know, quote unquote, he he allowed it to happen, but be accused of crimes to be persecuted just like the thieves that were beside of him. He counted it as joy in his own mm. life. But, but that joy is, is beyond slippery, and it's even to the point of how it's written for our country. You have the right, the, the pursuit of happiness. You're mm-hmm. not guaranteed happiness, which once again, everybody's like, I'm guaranteed happiness. All right. No, no, that's not what was said. It was that you've got the ability to pursue it. Mm-hmm. You might catch it, but it's like a dog catching a car. You're not going to be able to do with it when you got it, and then you're going to lose it pretty quickly, too. It's yep. the same thing. It's the pursuit. And somebody could hear that too and they say, well, man, Christianity just sounds like a bunch of sacrifice then. And I think that's one of the silliest statements ever because you think, well, man, I got to give up this or I got to, man, it sounds like people aren't going to like me or or whatever that might be. Are you sacrificing anything when you gain eternity? Exactly. Nothing has been sacrificed Mm -hmm. in a comparison to eternity. Technically, mm-hmm. your your flesh might hurt a little bit mm-hmm. in, in what you have now, right? But when you think of the grand aspect of one grain of sand on a whole beach, you've really lost absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. If I took one grain of sand away from a beach, are you going to notice that I took that away? No. 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 <laughs> but to us, that hurts. Well, when but- you're... Li- you- <laughs> To Rob's point, when you're living in that, when you're living you're in it, one hundred percent, mentally, physically, spiritually, constantly. Don't you think yeah. though that with all the awakening and exposure that we got through the lockdowns, didn't that just seem more calculated than anything you've ever experienced in your life? I mean, collectively, millions of people woke up and 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 discovered, oh. There's a major human trafficking ring in this world that is unprecedented and we never knew. Oh, Hollywood is run by satanic elites. Oh, there's a major pedophilia problem. Oh, you know, the deep state is controlling everything. If you're willing and every to Republican look. and Democrat is a puppet. Oh, 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 If oh. you're willing to look, and looking is hard. Looking requires at but, some but point you have, have to you ever seen this change. unprecedented? I mean, millions of not people. Not in my life, no. Never. No, no I'm not seeing and, it. And, and, and now... Um, two months ago, mm-hmm. I would have sat here smugly and said, landslide. Yeah. Fucking landslide. There's yeah. Biden doesn't yeah. have a prayer. This is a joke. Mm-hmm. This is just, let's cruise through the election, let them pitch a fit, and then we, we've got four more. The only, the sad thing is, with all the shit that's going on, the you know what the only damn thing that gives me hope about him winning this election? There's only one now. These damn parades. When, when, you know, was it last Saturday? I'm driving down three, two, didn't know anything about it. I'm taking mm. my daughter to my, my mother's house. And there are literally thousands and thousands of people lining the highway. Mm. There was an old car lot on 321 that literally had like inflatable jumpy houses and people are grilling and there's Trump flags and, you know, thousands of cars with flags and and hundreds of Harley Davidson and all these Jeeps and it went from three different towns and two different counties the community college filled with American flags and Trump 2020 funny part of that there was one guy parked at the college with a rainbow flag saying <laughs> Biden 2020 you got to give the guy credit he's brave as hell yeah and he probably was <laughs> totally left alone yeah I would have went he, nobody was around nobody, him. yeah left him I alone. almost wanted to say brother I don't believe in you but come have a hot dog <laughs> this is what America's all about man good for you now reverse that if it was a Biden <laughs> oh, showdown and you had and one, one Trump one guy try to beat that hell would, out exactly of 
They'd have beat the living shit out of me. My wife, more, my wife is arguably more conservative than I am. Yeah. She gets so pissed sometimes. I mean, she would cut a freaking li hard liberal if they, you know. And she saw that guy in, in the parking lot with the rainbow flag and the bite. She's like, oh, poor guy. Well, you know, good for him. If it follows us home, can we feed it and keep yeah. it? <laughs> she's like, good for him. He's an idiot, but good for him. Yeah. He's just a little misguided. That's yeah. all. But it's a nice boy. But, <laughs> okay. but, but sadly, though, with everything right, and maybe it is just this media manipulation that's mm -hmm. amplifying everything, and it's not the reality. Well, that that's for me. I mean, I'm in the marketing business, whether I like it or not. And it took me a little while when all this started, because I was, I was like lockstepping. I was like, okay, there must be an issue. I'm going to listen for a little bit. Okay, now the story's not lining up. I'm getting uncomfortable. Spotty sensors are going off. Okay, I'm disconnecting. Oh, yep, right there's manipulation. There, oh, there. That's what I do for a living. Now, I try to also take a lesson from my mother. My mother was like, don't manipulate people, but you can influence them. Mm -hmm. But let them make a choice for themselves. We're not being influenced. No. We are rawly being manipulated. Lied to. And once you take the scales off, I'll go back to biblical, <laughs> that you can start to look at it, it hurts. Mm -hmm. I mean, to pull those scales off, they don't lay there. I mean, you got to peel them off. And that process then causes different parts of your brain to suddenly go, Oh crap! Well, if I'm looking at that, I gotta look at this. I gotta look at this, and eventually you get back. You have to look at yourself. The, the debate. Yeah, I think Trump won, slightly beat out Chris Wallace. Yeah. And there was some <laughs> old guy wandering around the state. I'm not sure what he was. He's coughing a lot, so he's gonna die yeah, soon. He was all wired up, pulled out, and had earpieces in. And maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe the technical guy. The, mm -hmm. I don't know what his deal was, but you know that that Chris Wallace, son of Mike Wallace. Of 60 Minutes fame. Should have never been. Hardcore liberal Democrat. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Chris Wallace, registered Democrat. I thought they were supposed to be unbiased. Neutral. 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 You know, Chris Wallace ties to Epstein's little black book now. You know, photographs of him hanging out with the most uber left celebrities on earth. You know, George Clooney, all these people. He was the, the only reason some people thought it might be fair is because he works for Fox News. But doesn't everybody realize that Fox News is part of the conglomerate that's run by four corporations? You know, Fox News, in my opinion, does better if there's a Democrat in the White House because they're the angry mm -hmm. opposition. It's the same reason Rush Limbaugh became the most popular talk show host on the planet during the Clinton administration. He was that lone voice in the wilderness saying, no, Clinton's a freaking liberal lefty, but he's not the savior you think he is. He's not the, this great, wonderful, handsome, charismatic guy you think he is. And that's what made him so popular. And that bred the Fox News channel. It really did. It started that conservative movement. And I think somebody in the deep state said, oh, there's money there, too. Let's use that. Let's play off these crazy, stupid, redneck well, conservatives well, and give so them their Fox News and we'll give them yeah. their Sean Hannity's and their Rush Limbaugh's. And I think the only guy on Fox News that is a real threat is Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. And I think his days are numbered. I think they'll, you know, somebody will throw a sexual harassment suit mm -hmm. at him any day now. Yeah. They're just making as much money yeah. off him as they can before they yank his freaking well, mic any, and get him off. Any there. war, if you look at the banking industry during wars, they're loaning to both sides because they want that. They can oh, make yeah. more money during the conflict. Soros, same thing. Absolutely. It's, it's I'm going to blow this up over here to cause this to feel attacked and this to be... Because I'm just going to sit in the middle and collect from both sides at that point. So I need exactly. I need Obviously, the chaos. I lean more conservative. I don't watch freaking Fox News. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know it's just bullshit banter. Mm -hmm. They're just playing the other side. It's manipulation. Yeah. 
Chris Wallace was bullshit. And, and he completely rigged that for Biden. Every time Biden was out in the weeds, Wallace put a stop to it. Every time Trump started to do what Trump does and rally his base and mm. ignite everybody. And, and just as he was given those hell yeah moments that all people want to hear from him, Wallace shut his ass down. It's like uh, they did a count. Wallace shut down Trump, I think it was 72 times and only interrupted Biden 23 times. You know, there's something else that I thought was interesting about the debate. It was the first debate that I'd ever watched where the crowd was not involved. Yeah. And it made a huge difference, didn't it? Oh, that was social distancing. You know, the, the, the fake pandemic is also f- fucking ruining everything. That, you know, is the pandemic, you know, and then there was that whole QAnon thing where all the pandemic is actually orchestrated by Trump to help usher in. And, it's just, and now I'm thinking, no, it's bullshit. This yeah. is a clever ploy by the the far left and it is the election flu and it's really i mean everything was totally clicking for trump the economy was cranking jobs everything it, he that's you know if you want to say cruise through the election mm-hmm. in february 2020 it was a lock yeah an absolute lock until coronavirus dun, and now dun, dun. people literally with a sane mind say oh it's trump's fault yeah it's Trump's fault. You're not able to go to work. Oh, last time I checked, it's your blue state Democrat governor that's saying you can't open your business and mm-hmm. feed your children. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Well, it's like the, this week. Um, you know, I've got two in Hickory Public Schools, and I've got one I've had to put in private because she's just going to miss too much. And at six years old, you've got to learn to read. You can't do that virtually. And so our governor finally says we're in what phase 2.5.1, whatever it is. Yeah. And he's like, Build okay, six. you can go back to school. You can go back to school. And HPS here, Hicker Public Schools, are like, no, we're still going to wait. Why? Because they're enjoying their time Why? off. Why? Still getting yeah. the funding. Yeah. I mean, it's like, your comrade Cooper. I'm worried about comrade our kids <laughs> in about 20 years. You know, that, that. The Socialist Republic of North Carolina, uh, yes. led by Comrade yeah. Cooper, is pathetic. Yeah. And USSNC. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. That's another thing. If I wake up on November the 4th and Comrade Cooper is still our governor, I'm probably going to go off on a freaking bender. Mm. You won't see me for days. because mm-hmm. it, And it's more of going to be of a disappointment of the gross stupidity mm-hmm. of the citizens of this state. The majority of the citizens of the yep. state that voted that human piece of garbage back into the governor's office. Mm. Or moving this gym to Tennessee. Yeah, we're going to Tennessee. I got land. I got land. Come on up to West Virginia. <laughs> Masks are Where illegal. we don't have Governor Cooper. <laughs> yeah, we don't well, have that son of a bitch. I know we don't have like a crazy amount of time left. Well, should, I'm leaving at one. You can stay as long as you want to. Yeah, I was... Should I go for the question that I got on the DM? Hell yeah, oh, we do it. We got to write this ship at some point. Yeah. This is still <laughs> so, supposed to be the so, Caleb show. All right, I had an anonymous, so I won't say the name. Um, person Judy. on the group who we got no secrets here. We know it's you, Judy. <laughs> yeah, Judy. No, um, is her name Karen? At least tell me that. Well, now you just <laughs> now you just let them know that it was a female. I was going to even leave that out, but <laughs> there's a female in our Facebook group. Um, I was messaged and she was asking me questions. She was like, "Hey, you know, I know that you might have some more biblical knowledge than me, whatever." And I said, "That's probably not true." Um, but anyways, she had asked me the question. Um, I'm just been concerned. We've been trying to go to some different churches and I can't decide on whether it's necessary for you to be baptized to go to heaven. 
Now was she converting from Catholicism? No, she or was, was she was ba- she was Baptist, Baptist? Okay. and now she was like attending a Catholic church. Okay. And that's where she's getting like this whole baptism to go to heaven You're thing. You're going to hell if you don't. Right. Okay. And so she starts messaging me and we we get into this whole conversation, but I thought it would be a I told her I would talk about it here. And so here it is. Here's final thoughts on that and everything. So is baptism necessary to get to heaven? I'm going to knock this out in one really simple answer. If you were to say that baptism was necessary to get to heaven, you are now adding to the sacrifice that Jesus made when he died on the cross, which would be, number one, blasphemous. But number two, totally unnecessary. Because everything that Jesus did for your salvation to get to heaven, if you accept him, was 100% all you need and is enough. For me to say that you need to be baptized to go to heaven, I have now added on to the sacrifice that Jesus made, and I've now diminished what he did. So, simple answer is, no, you don't have to be baptized to go to heaven. So now... Man's law? What'd you Does say? Does that fall into man's laws category? Yeah, that's more of like a man, make, like, yeah, you need to be baptized to go to... Right, and so, here's the... Now, is baptism important to the Lord? I would say 100%, because he asks us to do it. And when he says, go out and make disciples, baptize them in my name and everything like that. And so, why does he see baptism as significant then? Even though it doesn't save you, why should we as Christians want to be baptized? Baptism is the outside showing of the inside work that God has done to uh, done for us but why okay so I'm just showing other people that I'm a Christian so it's well a public profession it's it's but it's really a public renouncing mm-hmm. so when you get baptized here's what's very interesting when Peter comes out and he gives his message and 3,000 people are saved they immediately start baptizing and it says they began to repent and renounce mm-hmm. the their old mm-hmm. ways of, of okay, thinking yeah. and believing and so it was it's interesting that so I'll bring up another story. I know a guy who was, um, he was in like the kind of transgender community kind of thing. And he was doing a lot of, you know, just whatever, Stuff. living a crazy life, you know. And so when he decided to, he he became a Christian and he wanted to depart from that whole way of life, right? Mm. And so he says, I don't want to do any of that anymore. Uh, I'm tired of all the craziness I've been doing. And he couldn't get away from it. He kept on going back until one day he picks up his phone and publicly renounces on Facebook to everybody. Mm-hmm. He has, he says, I renounce everything. And he made a whole list. And now all of a sudden I've become accountable to everybody that has seen what I yep. have just now yep. renounced. And if I go back on it, then I look like a hypocrite to everyone who has just seen this. Renou- so in the same way, even not only is baptism, the outside showing of what Christ has done for us, but it's also the renouncing in front of other believers that I renounce what I used to be mm-hmm. and the thing that was killing me off. And I choose Christ instead. And now you as believers and as a family, which is what we're supposed to be, hold me accountable to this promise right, that so, I've made. So in this I put commitment. that in the same category as this will sound silly as funerals and weddings. Mm-hmm. My first marriage was very simple to you know, preacher witness. That was it. Mm-hmm. And after it happened, it's like, it didn't really feel like an event. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to, for it to click in my head. Mm-hmm. Now you go through a big wedding Mm-hmm. You feel like you did something. You come out of that going, I am exhausted. I mm-hmm. went through a, a process. I feel more married. Same thing with the funeral. 
I'm dead laying in a coffin. I couldn't care less. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Right. It's okay. for everybody else to feel something's changed. I, I, I nodded off during that. Did you say that she needs to be more involved in social media? No, she to renounce things <laughs> on social media. So renouncing no. on social media is bad. She needs to no. air her dirty I, laundry on Facebook. No, that's not what she needs to do. And then she becomes closer to God. No, okay, that's got not, it. That's, I got it. All right, all right. So I got to throw out one thing, and then I got to walk out the door. Yeah, go ahead. Along the lines of her question, mm-hmm. a church recently went to in support of a family member, but not really hip on the church itself. Uh, they preached a lot of hate from the pulpit. Not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Their whole thing was, if you come to the, for the altar call, and and damn it, if somebody doesn't come to this altar when we're singing this, we're not leaving this church till somebody <laughs> yeah. gets saved. We, well, we'll be here an hour, I'm, you know. So I'm anyway, leaving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what would drive me crazy is their whole th- Baptist. Their whole thing was, if you don't say this prayer exactly this way. You're not saved, and I'm like, you are morons. It drove me insane. I'm remember like, no. the air conditioned dog house pastor yes. I told you about. So my whole thing was. So here is here is the defense, and you and me talked about this before, yeah. as as he's heading out. Where the <laughs> if the prayer right, if the prayer is if there's a prayer that is necessary, or if there is a baptism that is necessary outside of the believing and acceptance of of Jesus Christ, then how come the thief on the cross beside of Jesus didn't have to do that to be in paradise with him? Jesus said, he said, when the thief is on the cross next to him, Jesus just tells him, "Today you'll be with me in paradise," well, because he believed that he was he the said, Christ. He said, "Remember me." Right. He says, "Remember and, and me." He got acknowledgement from Christ. Right. Well, he wasn't Christ yet. He was Jesus. And, and literally, literally, that's as simple as it was, and it took no other steps. And he said, "You'll be in paradise." Did you look Back at his newsfeed? Did not. Okay, could have been there. Could have, could have been. <laughs> I'll do my best not to. And why was he there in paradise later? Because in him saying, "Remember me," he acknowledged Thanks, Jesus' Thanks, lordship, right, and saving ability. Right. And all it took was that decision in his heart to recognize the deity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's all it took. Right. It didn't take a prayer. It didn't take a confession of sin. In his heart, he said, "This is the one. I accept yeah. that." Yeah. And so that's so to answer your your question. Um, Anonymous, we'll, we'll keep you anonymous. But yeah, it's it, it isn't necessary. Um, I'm sorry that that has had to be a wrestle uh, in in your thought process because there are so many other things that we could have our minds on when it comes to the Lord and things like that. And that's definitely one that um, should that we shouldn't you know stress too much about. Is oh man, should I should I be getting my baby baptized or should I be getting? Um, I believe that baby dedications are. Uh, biblical um, baby baptisms. I don't, I don't. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see your defense for those um, biblically. Um, I'm trying, just trying to make sure I hit all the little baptism things here um, for anybody that might have those kind of thoughts. But I think that's going to be. I think that baby baptisms are only the only real other thing. I think you should be baptized when you can consciously make the decision yourself um, to be baptized. I think that a baby dedication doesn't require a baby baptism. So. Uh, that's that's that. There's my religious okay. rant for the podcast. Well, as the guest today, is there anything you want to add before we close this thing down, Matt? No, I enjoyed sitting in here and listening. I wish I'd uh, had the courage to step up and talk a little bit more. But uh, one thing I want to say, though, you're talking about how would you feel if you wake up the day after election and Biden was in office? Um, you, you have to understand... I would certainly be discouraged, very, very discouraged. But 
the only way that you can really have change in this world is not through doing things in uh, in, in in the physical realm. I mean, if, if the truth of the matter is, uh, the weapons are our war, of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God through the through the pulling down of strongholds. If you want to see change, the bottom line is that you need a prayer life. <laughs> yeah, 100%. There, there's no yeah. physical remedy for a physical problem. There's a spiritual remedy for a spiritual problem. And so we're never going to see change until Christians begin to wake up and take the authority that God has given them. That's the bottom line. I know that we're on a, uh, you know, a podcast that goes out to lots of different people from a variety of different backgrounds. And so we've got 11 people that listen. So there's 11 different backgrounds or whatnot. Not anymore. <laughs> but now it's only two of the Christians. The, the only way that you can really see change, though, is by being the change. I know that sounds cliche, but. Uh, well, I guess my point was, is if, you know, if, if the people who are pushing this new awakening agenda into motion were to get a greater stronghold on power in government and push forward with the alleged agenda of bringing down more corrupt banking, bringing down corrupt world leaders, bringing down human trafficking, exposing, you know, some of these things that, that they were talking about exposing. I mean, it's a whole lot of pure good. And it's just, it's, you know, I expected Hillary Clinton to win. And I was never surprised when anyone won. I wasn't surprised when Obama won. I wasn't surprised when Bush won. I wasn't surprised when Clinton won. But this is going to be one of those where, damn, I, I saw, I just felt like I, I saw this country and this world on the cusp of, for the one time in my life, really making this positive change for good. And then if Biden wins this election, then it's almost going to be like, oh, the whole thing was a scam. The whole thing was a hoax. The whole thing was a psyop. It was all just part of this plan to distract us, to continue to get, you know, Trump's gone. We're back to business as usual with the massive corruption and pushing this country toward this very evil, you know, progressive, super far left agenda with the things that are happening in schools and the things that are being taught and the things that are being put in front of us on television and in movies and in music. And, you know, I saw this glimmer of hope to change some of that. And then if it all goes away, poof, in yeah. one night in November, it's I'm sorry, but the human part of me is going to be extremely disappointed. I, I could see that being extremely disappointed, but such as the ebb and flow of war, you know. Well, sure. It's it's a constant. But back in war, wouldn't it be nice to have a win once? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. But when 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 did people buy more guns than any other time? When there's when there's conflict, when there's um, lawlessness, maybe God forbid it happens. But God forbid, certainly, maybe it would encourage people to really be what they should be in their prayer life if this was to happen. Yeah, I mean, I even when when you said wouldn't it be nice to have a win? I mean, like to me. In all of this, especially even this year, I mean, I've seen a ton of wins, even in all this crap where mm -hmm. South Korea is the largest growing church in the world now oh, because yeah. of all of this. Literally, yeah. they, like South Korea went from uh, their number one religion is Christianity now. Mm -hmm. And you that, will see the that only kind Asian thing, country. You will see that kind of thing, though, keep growing and prospering if the right people get put into power on November the 3rd, but you're going to see it being more suppressed from the high levels of government. Def well, definitely. But, the, but, but that's 
throughout history, when there's persecution and when things are the hardest, that's when the church grows the fastest. Right. And that's what I was going to say is that even, so that's what I'm saying is that even in how crappy this year has been, there has been extreme in all countries church growth Mm -hmm. this year this has been one of the highest growing years for all churches because of all the virus stuff Mm -hmm. because of all the because it's always people start freaking out and they have no idea they they don't know what to run to and eventually that that created nature comes back out and there is only one thing i can run to the thing that's bigger than me because i can't do it myself right and so persecution is what brings out i think our created nature within us of knowing that there's someone who is bigger than us and oh crap you mean i can't make the decisions on my like i can't fix this myself oh (laughs) i I, I think maybe the the only positive you're going to get out of a biden win is you're going to see every trump voter every conservative every libertarian you're going to see that group get emboldened to a level that they never have been before oh and Mm -hmm. in the past they might be more likely just to like most conservatives do we don't go burn down our town when we lose Mm -hmm. we don't go beat somebody up if they're wearing the wrong hat you know but i think you're and i'm i'm sorry but i think there's going to need to be a point where you're going to see the conservatives the people more on the right libertarians the people the constitutionalists are finally going to say i think I'm taking this mask off. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to abide by your shutdown. I'm not going to abide by your mandate, Joe. I'm not wearing your fucking mask. I'm not listening to what you say. I'm going to revolt. I'm going to live by my constitutional Mm -hmm. rights. And if you don't like it, come fucking make me. Yeah, I think think that that's what... I think a lot of that will happen too. Because, I mean, that even happened with... I mean, when I was in Florida, (laughs) you had... I was in Lakeland... (laughs) And the sheriff there got blown up viral because he oh, was the like, "County sheriff is the man." Yeah, because, he's fantastic. And that's why I was living down there. He was like, "We're not going. To, none of our police department is going to enforce a mask." Yeah, so he's the great. same thing kind of thing is going to happen. Sheriffs are going to not enforce. It's going to be a total Biden. If Biden wins and he tries to put those things in place, local government will start to itself then go against what. Don't don't you just wish there'd be that one moment where you walk into fucking Sam's Club? And they're, do you have your mask? And you, you know, and you walk in and 75% of, don't you just want to stand on a pile of fucking boxes in the middle of Sam's and get a bullhorn and say, hey, how many of you people in here think this mask mandate is total bullshit and you're tired of it? And then let's say the majority all raise their hands. Then don't you just want to say, then take them off, yeah. make a stand, have some balls, stand up to this bullshit be the change that you wish could happen don't you just wish that would happen i would do that i would yeah. I, I mean but people are so scared right. and they're so suppressed and they've been so controlled and so brainwashed the guys just want to sit on the couch and watch their stupid football game make their paycheck and be left alone instead of making real change. And until people get off their asses and start making change, things are never going to change. But, but don't you even think that that'll, even though Trump and the first lady have COVID right now, they have the Chinese flu. They Because <laughs> they, it's from China. Even even though they, they have it right now, um, I still could see, if Trump wins, I could see one of the first things him doing be like, listen, masks aren't required anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine when he comes out of this, like, no big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. If anyone is going to be talking it up, it's going to be him, right? There's that. The the Rob four months ago is thinking, what's he doing? What? This (laughs) this is this. This is 
chess match. Mm-hmm. This is 4D chess right now. What's he doing? Now, I think even I've been beaten down so much, be like, oh, great. What positive is going to... So now you've got the smug Hollywood actresses. Have you seen what they're doing? Oh, my God. It is unreal. Well, you got some of them saying, we hope you die. Yeah. Which we expect that. But some are gone. They put a little smirk on their face and say, we wish you well. Almost to say, told you, you stupid son of a bitch, smug asshole. This whole thing was real. Told you you yeah. should have been wearing your mask. I really want him to come out of it and be like, that was the weakest sickness I've I ever had in my whole life. I, <laughs> I conquered it in two days. I've had that were worse than that. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. you know Trump. I've had gonna, hangovers that were worse than that shit like i mean you know you know god bless i hope he doesn't actually have anything bad happen to him you know whatever but because he is old whatever and but i really want him to come out of this and be like (laughs) man i have had coughs that hurt me worse than this virus did and i'm hoping that if he does pull this election off i hope that we get more of the trump that we expect and him stand up there and say okay i don't have an election to win anymore oh yeah now i'm gonna do shit my way yeah take your masks off Oh, vaccine. I don't give a shit anymore. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't, you don't have to. You know, now let's make some real change in the four years I got left. That's what all I'm hoping for. Uh, think about what he's done in this four years. You know, and, well, like and, he said and, at the debate, the, the, the golden nugget. He's done more in 47 months than Biden has done in 47 years. He, he will be completely unchained if he gets this election again. And I look forward to that. God almighty. Could you imagine God, the boldness that he's so. going to have? It's going to be. He'll have no one to answer to. No. It, it's it's all all everything's everything's fair game. It's 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 on at that point. And, Not and if be. you don't think that that's going to happen, look at any other president that's got their second term. Yeah. It was always yeah. it's always yeah. been like that in every president's history. Trump will just be even more extreme. The unprecedented behavior of the far left. Screw you, people. It, let him do whatever he wants to do. You brought this on yourselves. So and, buckle and, up. And what is the left going to have to say? Uh, well, the, the people have clearly freaking spoken people now. People have spoken. Two terms. Shut your mouth. Sit down. Yep. He's your president. You, you run all over us. Four years. You run all over us when your guys in the office. Just shut your freaking mouth and suck it up. Yep. All right. I think that's a good way to end it. Shut your freaking mouth and suck it up. Yeah. Bunch of... <laughs> Buttheads. I'm trying to <laughs> bunch, <talk>. of <laughs> bunch of meanies. Bunch of freaking meanies. <laughs> Such sourpusses out there. I tell you, they're really those mask wearers are really aggressive. It's <laughs> an angry little bunch. Those <laughs> little badgers. <laughs> For somebody that's very scared of a virus, <laughs> you sure are angry. Ang- angry little squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll nip at you. I almost spit my water out. <laughs> I'll put a hole in your sock. <laughs> Piss them off. <laughs> I'd hate for you to lose a toe or something. <laughs> All right. I think we've bored you people long enough. We're an hour and 20 in. That's hey, hour and 20. That's our supposed cutoff. We did actually did pretty hey, good we, today. We, we that's record good. time. Yeah. We did record time. So, all right. Anybody got any final words? Bye. Happy right. October. <laughs> Thanks for happy October. Thanks for being here, Matt. You're welcome back anytime. Hopefully we'll uh, turn on the machinery next Friday and get you episode, what would that be, nine? Nine. Yep. Yeah, we're almost into double digits. So thank you for your support. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, and uh, have a great weekend. Bye, guys.